Hey everyone, welcome back to Engage Cast, a podcast about all things growth and marketing, where we present you the riveting growth stories from top-notch industry leaders. This is your host Ashna Jha, Community Manager at WebEngage. Today I will be speaking with Product and Growth Head of Rehlat, Avinash Ambati. Avinash is an alumnus of IIM Indore and he has worked with Mother Dairy and Nuance Communications in the past. He has been working with Rehlat since almost three years now. In today's episode, Avinash shares deep insights on the OTA industry where he speaks about how Rehalat incorporates various consumer behavior in its mobile market strategy, how to do more and offer better experiences to the consumer with less data, Rehalat's CLTV prediction model and the retention strategy, the benefit of having loyalty programs and channeling product planning process between cross-functional teams. So please settle yourself on whatever device you're listening it on and let's get it started. So uh, Avinash, over to you. Please uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where did you grow up, uh, your schooling and the teachings uh, which you are still continuing at Rehlad. Uh Thanks, Ashna. Uh, hi, everyone there. Uh, this is Avinash, Avinash Ambati. Uh, I hail from uh, Hyderabad. All my schooling was in Hyderabad and uh, I've done my uh, B.Tech from uh, JNTU uh, University and then uh, went on to pursue my uh, MBA from uh, IIM Indore. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've pursued my MBA as a fresher, so there was no corporate experience before that. And uh, so, so then I've done a stint in Delhi for about three and a half years. Uh, that's where I've got the initial uh, you know, learnings fr- about the product. So where I was handling a B2C uh, mobile application, where it was more about experiment, uh, make mistakes and learn. And then uh, after three and a half years there, I uh, shifted to Hyderabad uh, and joined Railath and uh, started heading their mobile application thing. And now currently uh, I take care of the entire product here, uh, both desktop and as well the mobile, both the mobile browser and as well the mobile applications. Okay. Yeah. Great, great, great. So, uh, what is the major challenge uh, that you are solving right now at Rehlat? So, uh, so Rehlat is uh, a Middle Eastern uh, travel company, which is mm-hmm. focused uh, for the Middle Eastern uh, audiences traveler. So, there are two major problems. Uh, firstly, the uh, entire Middle Eastern travel market was dominated by offline agents uh, mm-hmm. until Rehlat started in 2015. Mm-hmm. There were not many uh, global players also. Uh, mm-hmm. they were every, uh, the players were more of providing generic content. So, mm-hmm. so Railad, when it started by my uh, founder brother, he wanted to customize and localize the product for the Middle Eastern traveler. Mm-hmm. So we started, we started the first Arabic version of, the, of an OTA uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, in the Middle East and our headquarters is in Kuwait. So entire localization team and everybody sits in Kuwait and Egypt offices. And also the entire ecosystem is completely customized for the Arabic audience and as well as the Middle Eastern customers, uh, be that be the payment ecosystem where we accept the local payments. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, apart from MasterCard or uh, Visa, there are other card providers and uh, banks directly give a different set of products. So the entire uh, payment ecosystem, the marketing calendar is completely customized as per the calendar events of uh, the Middle East uh, geography. Mm-hmm. And the second uh, major uh, 
concern which we are trying to address is that middle east is one of the largest holiday travel market so so from middle east to the rest of the world there is there is a huge uh, holiday travel market and uh, none of the global players are are providing any one stop solution for mm-hmm. any traveler especially mm-hmm. for the middle eastern traveler we consider there are four stages of uh, uh, the traveler journey one is deciding the destination where to go and secondly planning their entire itinerary tentative itinerary how many days of travel uh, where do they want to go first what do they going to do and uh, third is the booking uh, travel tickets the final mm-hmm. one is the in destination activities like shopping dining day tours etc so most of the people uh, even now are focused on the booking engine part which is the third uh, part of the travel journey mm-hmm. but so we at railata are trying to stitch together all these elements mm-hmm. right from the dreaming about a destination in destination to the in destination uh, services so we we want to understand the local audience and uh, focus in serving them and push to develop travel planning as an easy and enjoyable experience wow amazing so uh, correct me if i'm wrong avinash uh, the uh, earlier we were talking to a very uh, great e-commerce player in uh, dubai the insight which we gain from there is there's a basic a divide uh, between the people who uh, usually shop uh, offline and uh, the people who shop online in india where uh, we are uh, the customers are a bit confident about sharing their data to the online providers but in the uae and the middle eastern market the gap is huge right so uh, how are you solving for this thing all right so so when i started i said that uh, one major concern is about uh, localizing and customizing the entire uh, uh, booking system Uh, mm-hmm. for the middle eastern market and you uh, mentioned that the middle eastern market is not ready to share their data mm-hmm. uh, so so we have faced the challenges uh, and initially we were focused on uh, solving the customer uh, problem for example if somebody is coming to our platform mm-hmm. uh, it means that they are, they are coming to uh, book a service for example in our case flight or a hotel or a cab uh, but they are not here to give their uh, data on the page for example uh, if we ask them so what we had tried to understand is that the the, the middle eastern market uh, when we looked into and started working for the, working for them we understood that they are about 5 to 6 years behind the indian market mm-hmm. uh, although they have the uh, technology and everything but but the behavior or the customer uh, attributes which we have uh, understood says that the journeys what they go through the actions they take says that uh, they are not at ready uh, in terms of the high level tech digital transformation mm-hmm. so that's that's the reason uh, probably the e-commerce website you mentioned might have mentioned that uh, people mm-hmm. are not readily giving their data so what we do is that we we try to gather the data in a, in a smarter way or contextually so we don't ask the user to sign up right away so mm-hmm. we, we we would ask the user to sign up probably in a second session in the first session we would want the user to try our services first instead of uh, directly asking for a sign up or a login activity okay so so that's one way we do that and secondly uh, through the journeys also we can gather certain data mm-hmm. uh, for example uh, the different types of sdks we use like G- uh, google analytics sdk or firebase sdk or facebook sdk captures uh, user data at a gr- uh, aggregate level and give us, gives us the demographics of the users for example uh, we have this data saying that major part of our users are from 25 to 34 years segment so this this data is also useful in 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 creating the right kind of communication to the 
uh, to the end end users mm-hmm. so so what i wanted to say is that capturing data in a smarter way would definitely work for a many listed market because we already have the learnings from uh, the indian market in you know tas and for in the past one decade and now it is the time to apply those learnings in a smarter way mm-hmm. uh, for the middle eastern market mm-hmm. great coming to the uh, point where you mentioned that uh, people can try out your services without actually signing up how does that go yeah so right from the beginning of our uh, product development we have made sure that uh, uh, the users are Uh, very close, getting closer to their objectives at every part of their actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, for example, if we consider the onboarding flow, mm-hmm. we don't we don't expose all the services or the all all the kinds of features available in our app. We we uh, start with our four core services, uh, which are flights, hotels, cabs, and destination exploration. Mm-hmm. So the only these four are uh, shown to the user on the face uh, in the first session, so that we would let the user to experience the actual service and the booking flow first. instead of uh, entering into the you know uh, day 7 or day 8 kind of features for example we have a loyalty program uh, with use of an internal wallet called karam points and mm-hmm. karam rewards uh, so so th- this part is not yet needed for a new user probably this is uh, good for a returning user so in order to understand identify a returning user probably a sign up is essential so for in the initial uh, sessions uh, for a new user uh, we found that sign up is not uh, necessary but we can capture the email id and uh, you know we can send push notifications even if the user is not a signed up user so we would ask the uh, notification permission with respect to mobile application contextually whenever the user you know reaches that stage in the booking flow mm-hmm. okay great 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 so uh, uh, can you explain the product life cycle uh, from uh, the, you handle the mobile uh, part of it right so from uh, the day you first introduced the mobile application till today so what's happening in uh, inside how uh, you develop the mobile application how you manage manage the product team over- sure sure so uh, yeah uh, i've i've handled uh, specifically mobile applications uh, for two years uh, two to one and a half years mm-hmm. uh, since the launch of of the mobile applications actually uh, so so what we understood from after the launch of mobile application is that even middle eastern market is slowly transforming uh, mm-hmm. to towards mobile first uh, uh, lands cap actually so previously we had a lot of traffic from the website and slowly it moved towards mobile uh, the mobile browser and later it, uh, now currently we are seeing a huge jump towards the mobile applications mm-hmm. one uh, i think the reason is majorly because uh, the mobile applications were itself not available at that point of time like 3 or 4 years before uh, now they are adopting to it and uh, even now uh, we are even the audience are not uh, what do you highly technologically uh, advanced in terms of using probably an ai kind of a feature or uh, augmented reality kind of a feature even even the technology uh, the user journeys are very simple mm-hmm. we wanted to keep the user journey simple because from in, in discussing with the uh, taking the feedback or discussing with the local uh, communities we understood that the product uh, flow should be very very simple uh, and it should be very very uh, upfront and uh, easy to navigate Mm-hmm. so that's what uh, they asked for yeah so so what, again the other thing which we also noticed is the retention is far far higher for mobile applications and the retention to transactions ratio when we see with respect to a mobile web or a website and compared to a mobile application is far far higher like like about uh, 100% higher uh, conversions are there per active user 100 per retained user yeah so if if you, for example if you have 100000 
uh, active users on web mweb and 100000 active users on mobile application we would see about 4 to 5% converting on a monthly basis per uh, mobile apps while uh, while uh, only 2 to 3% conversion on mweb although the traffic is much much higher on mweb still so we are trying to capture as many uh, users as possible to the mobile app mm-hmm. uh, vertical from convert the mobile browser users to mobile app users mm-hmm. and uh, coming to the product life, life cycle uh, part so once we notice that mobile uh, apps are having all this kind of best metrics uh, across these available platforms we have, no, we have what we thought is that we went back to our vision okay we wanted to do one create a one stop solution right from the you know searching of destinations till the in destination which are mentioned earlier so we have applied those principles for the mobile app uh, actually where where most of the features like kareem cabs or uh, explore destination stuff you will not find it on mobile browser or the website mm-hmm. because we wanted to uh, do the mobile app first so so currently we are at hot- flights hotels explore destination and uh, cabs which we are associated with uh, kareem for the middle eastern geography and soon we are launching across the world mm-hmm. with the help of a service provider public Mm-hmm. Uh, where even a middle eastern traveler traveling to europe can still now book uh, cabs on our app so what we want to do is that we want to become the one stop solution for the traveler till the last mile we are thinking of integrating the trains in the coming future europe trains which we will be uh, partnering with omeo and uh, and if you consider the product life cycle per se few features are in the version 1 few features are like in the version 7 or 8 uh so so there are uh, certain features which we still need to learn from the market try to understand what they they want for example all these certain features are uh, trying out the hypothesis we need to uh, understand if the hypothesis is working or not mm-hmm. wow amazing amazing uh, since you mentioned kareem wallet and you also mentioned that the adoption is not that great as compared to india so how is the adoption uh, uh, related to the kareem wallet uh, do people trust these uh, uh, digital wallets in uh, middle eastern countries so it's kareem wallet kareem means to spread happiness in arabic uh, so what we thought is it might be more connecting to them so what I, what we did was initially more of uh, a, a copied strategy like go go cash and go go cash plus like karam and karam plus where uh, karam cash or karam points has certain limitations in the application while they are paying mm-hmm. uh, karam plus uh, is 100% burn but what we noticed here is a lot, lot of people are accruing a lot of uh, karam cash mm-hmm. uh, but but they are not able to spend that much so then then we had to shift our strategy we had to think on our own terms uh, considering the local markets what we understood is Uh, people here in the middle eastern market are actually spread across different nationalities so the demographics of the people are uh, diversely uh, you know spread across for example uh, if you consider uh, if you pick uh, uae uh, mm-hmm. almost uh, 20% only 20% of them are emirati local people the rest of the people are from the rest of the world for example 30% are from southern asian countries like india pakistan filipinos uh, 20% are from europe uh 20% from north america north africa like uh, uh egypt majorly and uh, rest of the world uh, contributes to 20% so so and not everybody is a price conscious customer here for example local emirati people are more about uh, experienced oriented they need a better service although at a higher cost we can charge them a premium amount 
so uh, and indian people and uh, uh, filipinos all these people are more price conscious and the travel frequency is very less mm-hmm. so 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 we we had to uh, come up with different strategies to tar- target all these people mm-hmm. uh, right so so as i mentioned because of this diverse spread of these people uh, we can't really focus on karam wallet being only a discount driven uh, loyalty platform Right. so uh, so so what we have come up with is that uh, we have come up with something called karam rewards which actually rewards the uh, customers mm-hmm. uh, so depending on the segment they belong to for example a local emirati person would get a luxury brand perfume or some kind of uh, different reward for example a subscription to mm-hmm. an arabic uh, uh, netflix or for example stars play is a very nice uh, arabic content provider there so they get a premium subscription for this and a price conscious customer uh, might get a flat discount of 100% karam burn in the, for the next flight and uh, a, again a premium customer might get a reward of a free online check in service or a priority web check in the rewards itself the entire loyalty platform is is structured in such a way that uh, we will consider these diverse groups and try to cater to each one of them not just be not just keep it as a flat discount driven or a or a offer driven uh, loyalty program Mm-hmm. this is still in the nascent stages of this product launch so we we need to understand uh, how, if this strategy works or not right so uh, you are saying it's just not um, digital cash kind of setup right uh, you exactly. have rewards also you have loyalty points also i i find it a bit confusing like how do you guys actually reward these customers based on their purchase yes uh, whenever a user makes a purchase like flight or a, a hotel mm-hmm. we they get cashbacks and uh, d- during the uh, festive seasons we credit their uh, wallets with certain uh, karam points mm-hmm. these karam points can be exchanged or exhausted in exchange of some kind of a reward so mm-hmm. for example uh, subscription of stars play could cost them uh, 2000 uh, aed worth of uh, karam points so they would have accrued this across uh, three or four different uh, bookings previously so they can burn this and they, they can get the subscription Uh, as as a reward so that's that's one way of rewarding them second is they can directly apply their uh, karam cash as a discount they can convert their karam to uh, as a real money kind of a thing uh, mm-hmm. at an expense for example uh, karam 500 aed worth of karam cash is equal to 50 aed worth of real uh, money so they can convert and they can start applying them uh, in real time uh, in real time in bookings mm-hmm. so what's what's happening is that uh, we we are having two things actually one is that the user is getting a reward secondly uh, in order to exchange ex- convert these uh, points to real cash uh, everybody retains the application so at 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 one end uh, we are getting getting more retention and secondly they are also getting rewarded so this way it is it is actually working out for us wow amazing amazing this uh, karam wallet is just for the mobile app not for the web users right it's for everybody but but the rewards program is only for uh, the mobile app users okay very nice very nice uh, when you launch a feature on your mobile application so do you do it for the entire set of users or do you do it for a group of uh, users test it out with them and then launch it for the entire set of users so so there are multiple ways of uh, doing this uh, one is the well known ab testing where we release the feature to 20% or 30% of the users uh, user base altogether without considering different attributes uh, that's one way which which any play store or app store will can be handled easily mm-hmm. so the second way of doing it is that creating uh, multiple segments 
and uh, and trying to show, display this addition new feature to only those particular users mm -hmm. for example the ux of our app keeps changing for different segments of users mm -hmm. uh, for example if if we think that this particular user is not price conscious mm -hmm. then then we we show additional add-ons like like premium add-on services like uh, priority web check-in for example our, our operations team would sit and do their web check-in for them and then they get the boarding pass in their email Mm -hmm. so probably this kind of an add on feature uh, can be seen in a price non price conscious customer if there we have identified this particular person is from uh, for example in uh, a filipino nationality who only travel once in a year to their home hometown so we we won't be displaying that kind of a service to them mm -hmm. at least in the in the initial stages mm -hmm. so after multiple sessions what happens is that after multiple sessions uh, we we try to understand what exactly the user is trying to do even though user is not a Uh, signed in, signed in user. For example, if a user is doing ten uh, searches and but not booking uh, the flight ticket, but the but the user is trying to uh, tweak the date, trying to check the price, sort the prices. So with the user's behavior, the the user would be tagged as uh, under one particular segment and treated separately. Right, 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 right. So, uh, what kind of role does customer feedback and research plays in this? Oh yeah. So so uh, if we see the entire focus of our product is, and our market is in the Middle East, mm -hmm. and uh, our development center is in uh, India, so sitting in Hyderabad. Only the sales team sits in sits in uh, Kuwait and UAE offices. Uh, we have a localization office in Egypt, but the business team sits in Hyderabad. What happened in the initial days is that we would uh, release a product, and somehow the metrics. say this is not getting adopted properly so then we realized that market is needing something else and we are sitting in a different market and we are applying our biases and assumptions so what we generally do is that we collect user feedback from multiple sources mm -hmm. one source is uh, from the user uh, session videos mm -hmm. videos and user journeys where we track uh, different types of data but still uh, these user journeys and uh, videos and all this stuff sometimes uh, would reinforce our assumptions mm -hmm. which might not be true uh, because we have already worked uh, a certain feature on certain assumptions so right. the other way of collecting feedback is directly asking the customers so mm -hmm. whenever there is a successful booking and the user gets uh, for example uh, a decent amount of discount on for their first uh, booking or something our operations team call the uh, customer and try to take the feedback of the user if it happens to be a new user to our uh, platform altogether Right. So 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 the, the the second part is calling the customers and trying to understand. But but the point is the customers don't remember what exactly they had done. Right. So so they don't even uh, probably understand that uh, they have they had uh, taken an add-on add service uh, and uh, it has increased their price by two kW. Uh, so they might not even remember that. So sometimes uh, we get a vague uh, response or feedback from the customer saying that okay this app is fine I got a nice discount. Uh, you guys are doing good or sometimes they they trash us saying that this this is not good uh, your competitors are better so we, we can't believe the customers words directly right. so the third option what we prefer is that directly go, going to the uh, these markets and uh, watch them uh, make sessions in front of us so sometimes we call uh, people uh, as uh, kind of focus group discussions where we we pay them in karam plus so that they might uh, make a transaction in the future with mm -hmm. us and uh, we try we, we take their one hour or half an hour of time and then we we say that okay you just use how you want to use we just look at how these users are uh, using our features or products that is one way secondly 
as i mentioned earlier most of the uh, market is uh, offline driven offline driven agents mm-hmm. uh, so what happened was a uh, few users uh, initially would used to have like uh, 500 bookings in a month or 250 bookings in a month so then we realized that these are not uh, an actual normal user mm-hmm. a typical user but these are actually agents who are trying to mock as a uh, as a new user or, or a repeat user and try to get uh, the benefits so what we created was we created a b2b portal altogether mm-hmm. where they get a different types of uh, pricing mm-hmm. and different types of margins different type of payment methods mm-hmm. uh, where they can save money and we, we can also uh, save money from our end right so these b2b agents serve to be one of the very nice feedback agents because one they use our competitor apps they use our competitor websites Mm-hmm. they keep using the service every day mm-hmm. uh, so they they know the pricing they know the availability on content uh, there uh, sometimes what happens is we tend to get the feedback uh, before even the launch by uh, asking these b2b agents to mm-hmm. work because one they belong to the local community mm-hmm. and they 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 serve the local communities actually so for example if, if there are 50 uh people in in a local community and one person would be the uh, online agent who would be booking their tickets mm-hmm. so this person is also a good uh, feedback agent for us sometimes right. an, an airline might be opening a uh, good price uh, for our competitor but not us so so we, uh, we although we have teams who would be uh, monitoring the pipe prices across our competitors Mm-hmm. uh but then these b2b agents are the first one to come up with the price difference and then we go and negotiate with the airlines to give better prices for us oh, that that's a tedious process <laughs> ah yeah yeah cool so uh, uh when i was researching about rehlat i came across a very nice feature called the price lock feature is mm-hmm. it still in existence yeah it is still there it's still there uh, and, yeah. yeah i must say it's a very great feature and I think everyone out there knows, like when while booking the airline tickets, the price goes up as the time reduces, right? So, uh, what were the insights uh, from this feature when you launched it, and uh, how did it came into existence? Right. So, so what we observed from the uh, data we collected is that there are a lot of drop-offs uh, across the funnel, majorly when the user gets to know the actual price of this uh, booking. that for example uh, if uh, five steps are there in a flight booking process the second step might be uh, uh, the place uh, the stage at which the user discovers the pricing okay. so the, we have observed a lot of drop offs and secondly we also noticed that uh, majority of our bookings comes uh, with a lead time of less than one week that is they they are searching today mm-hmm. for their departure which is uh, less than one week Mm-hmm. so and what we did is we try to understand the correlation between number of drops and the lead time so what we understood is the larger the lead time if they have more time to you know uh, travel uh, there are a lot of drop offs so that means that it, there is a logical deduction what we figured out is that okay people are sure about their tentative travel date but they are not sure about their travel altogether so that way we what we thought is probably if we can lock the price at that particular uh, point uh, probably the user might face uh, a fee for locking the price and also they get the, they end up booking probably if not today tomorrow or day so this was the uh, core funda behind uh, releasing this product mm-hmm. we have released this in in the first week of uh, february and uh, since then we have seen a growth of 2 to 3% of uh, bookings from this 
mm-hmm. and the uh, and a peculiar or a funny thing is that about out of every 100 uh, price lock uh, adoptions mm-hmm. uh, where where they are paying us only 25 percentage uh, result in bookings that means that there are large number of users uh, who would want to lock the price and they are still unsure so at one end they are basically uh, reducing their anxiety that they might not get uh, they might lose this pair tomorrow or day after uh, right. we are reducing that because the price getting locked and secondly we are also getting paid uh, uh, even if they are not booking so mm-hmm. so so it's it's kind of a win win situation for us mm-hmm. and uh, we we still did not uh, market it properly probably i think uh, it would work better if we uh, go full swing with this kind of feature yeah because, sure i i i think you guys should market it like at a very large scale because there was only one article which actually covered the price lock feature and it is awesome for uh, the travelers also the backpackers who book like a very very uh, long time in advance right so uh, um, right, right, right. one thing which i gleaned from this is uh, do you cap the time like okay this is the time in which you can actually talk the prices but not before two or three weeks before your travel uh yeah so typically the price won't fluctuate uh, in a matter of 2 to 3 weeks but the price would definitely fluctuate in if it is uh, you know 2 to 3 uh, days of lead time mm-hmm. so so the, the generally we kept it at around uh, 72 hours so mm-hmm. you can you can uh, block the price at a max of 72 hours and we keep changing that to 48 48 hours to 72 hours some days okay. uh, be- because uh, we have to hold that particular price at the particular uh, uh, for that particular passenger mm-hmm. so 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 if we go beyond that probably it might uh, lead to uh, a loss for us mm-hmm. altogether so the idea is to make a win win situation uh, for the user and also for us it, it's for example consider like an insurance thing mm-hmm. happening so 100 people uh, contribute to the pool of money and two or three people uh, take the benefit out of it right 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 true 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 so who are your uh, target uh, audience who do you cater to exactly so we cater to the middle eastern traveler who uh, who is traveling within middle east and from middle east to the rest of the world mm-hmm. uh, so so uh, typically what we have seen is that out of this uh, fragmented or diversely fragmented market where the local emirati people are very less and there are a lot of expats working here mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> we differentiate uh, based upon uh, holiday traveler business traveler and uh, you know home visiting traveler mm-hmm. an expat who is visiting their hometown for you know once or twice in a year mm-hmm. so based on the frequency we target them so the largely the markets our target segment is the middle east market altogether mm-hmm. any any person who is going out from middle east is is, is our target audience mm-hmm. and within them our major focus uh, more, more profitable users are uh, the holiday travelers mm-hmm. second uh, the business travelers the uh, least uh, profitable users are those people who are traveling from uh, you know middle east these expats traveling to their hometown uh, on a less frequency note like one or twice once or twice in a year mm-hmm. right and you also mentioned that you cater to the european audiences also uh, european audience uh, when i said uh, it's these people who are working the expats who are working okay. in the middle east segment and uh, we have also seen that there are large number of holiday travelers like the middle eastern native people who would be traveling on a holiday to europe markets mm-hmm. like uh, on on a holiday trip so we wanted to 
cater these people the services would they would be needing in when when they are traveling to europe for example trains uh, are, are are the cheapest source of local travel from one country to another country in the european union and uh, uh, buses is also another travel so that's the reason we are trying to integrate uh, trains and buses for european nations uh, who but but for the people who are traveling from the middle east to the european market okay Okay, great, great, great. Please help us understand the type of customer segments on the Rehlar platform. Are there various profiles that exist on the basis of the attributes as well as behavior? Like there may be yes, yes, yes. service seekers, there may be uh, users who would require prioritized services or the people who are just there to shop because of the loyalty programs. If you see the entire uh, OTA ecosystem, uh, if, if a person books an economy ticket on uh, Air India, for example, uh any if the user is coming from uh, brand 1 or brand 2 or brand 3 pri- uh, paying a different price across all these three uh, would be sitting in the same uh, product altogether so the seat in the airline will not change so how we would be differentiated through the service and the communication and the uh, you know uh, the benefits we provide to the customers mm-hmm. so keeping that in mind what we do is we treat uh, different segments of users uh, differently based on their choices so the, uh, so any user uh, making their action would define them you know you know into one particular segment mm-hmm. for example a new user would be treated differently uh, compared to a, a mobile app user would be do, compa- uh, treated differently uh, compared to a website user and uh, we also consider acquisition sources for example a, a, a user who is uh, coming from an uc campaign uh, if they have an higher asp uh, average selling price would be would be you know, seeing a higher benefit or a higher discount compared to an uh, acquisition source uh, which which acquires as low, low profitable users so saying that uh, we segment the users based on various attributes like the source of acquisition the language the geography uh, what kind of service they are trying to use predominantly is it a flight or hotel or a, or a cab and which uh, is he a signed in or a guest user are they are they using our karam wallet points are they new to our platform altogether across uh, browser and desktop and mobile uh, and uh, w- what is the recency and frequency of their visits to us and what kind of nationality they belong to because i've said it is very diverse and what kind of destinations they are searching for uh, if you see there are about like about one third of our bookings uh, are within middle east and about uh, one third for the rest of the world and one third to this southern asian countries like pakistan india and uh, filipinos which is so so if you consider about this pakistan india and filipinos their frequency would be lesser so based on these attributes we create a different segment and target them uh, with a different kind of promotions or different kind of services uh, and, and a holiday travel who is traveling to a european destination or a south america destination would be treated differently uh, so destination search is also a very uh, crucial parameter because people search the destinations without even the need of you know signing up or something right. and uh, okay. and we try to understand if this uh, if if a, if a person makes a booking if that booking is a business uh, booking or a holiday booking or a home visit booking if it is a solo traveling or they are traveling with family and what is the lead time from the date of search to the date of departure so all these all these attributes define uh, the segments and we use these segments in combination uh, of where exactly they are dropping off to retarget them uh, using our different uh, marketing tools like webagage uh, and try to increase our conversions 
Wow, amazing. So can you please paint a picture of the regular user journey on your mobile application? Yeah, sure. So any user who is coming onto the first uh, our application will make sure that they reach their goal as quickly as possible. So so every action leads to them to one step closer to the service which they have chosen for. So but but then we need we need to make sure that all the marketing campaigns and all this which has brought the user from uh, the entire world of internet to the app store and then they've downloaded our app and they reached our application and they navigated till one of the service so all the marketing activity which has uh, you know put in all the efforts to reach till this point should not be left there itself so we want to handle the user so at every point of time we keep communicating to the user the the, the best possible communication that can happen that can be related to an offer that can be related to an add on service uh, that can be related to the kind of uh, uh, information they need to see for example if 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 there is a layover in between two stops do they need to carry a transit visa or do they need to do a self check in do they need to uh, re uh, you know come out of the flight and then again uh, take a different boarding pass so all these all these entire alert systems and communications and discounts and offers everything is communicated to the user so the idea is not to make the user drop off at any particular uh, stage in the funnel mm-hmm. even if the uh, user drops off uh, the data collected so far we would use that data and try to create segments and retarget them right and uh, and the good part is that uh, the user is not taken uh, when when we are retargeting there there won't be landing on you know as a fresh session altogether the session will be continued from exactly where they have left the journey so this way one uh, the users would uh, be very happy because they have they don't need to start the process again and again and again mm-hmm. and uh, they, they can be focused uh, because they don't need to explore or search for the best offers or discounts because the place where exactly the coupon application is uh, present that is auto calculated and auto applied from our end so we would we would run uh, the best possible uh, discount coupon available for that particular user depending on if the if the user is the new user or a retained user or the entire set of attributes which we have considered for that user segment we figure out the best possible offer and we auto apply it mm-hmm. so that the user uh, user is not confused uh, in the plethora of coupon codes and offers and discounts between bank cards or uh, coupon codes or card offers because uh, when we try to customize the experience we end up making a lot of offers and coupons and you know attractive things which which only confuses the user and we try to make sure that uh, the the user the first time user especially who is not uh, habituated to our ecosystem should not get confused right. so we we try to make sure that uh, the entire communication is very fluid and uh, which is helpful to the user instead of giving them redundant offers or which not, which are not at all useful or which are giving them a lower discount which the user will not feel useful so right. we we try to make sure that the user is not dropped off shown the right communication mm-hmm. and uh, retarget them if they drop off right 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 so understanding the communication bit uh, a little more so how frequently do you communicate with the user uh, let's say in number of times in a day and through which mediums so uh, when we started like uh, if you have asked this question an year ago uh, probably i would said that i would have said that okay we communicated twice a day or thrice a day or one time a day but now we don't we don't send uh, notifications or offer related related things to the entire user base once or twice a day so so what we have done is uh, we have noticed that uh, 
the users are not just using one particular platform they are using multiple platforms uh, of our, of the same brand and they are using the competitor brands as well they are price conscious they are doing they are across everywhere so what we thought is at least we need to have some kind of uh, a tool which which helps us to you know target the same user if he is on a desktop browser or a mobile browser on the mobile application that's the reason we have onboarded webengage and uh, webengage kind of a tool gives us the scope uh, in order to create these journeys right. to, to to create different types of uh, uh, communication mechanism for different segments of people mm-hmm. so if you consider a, a person who is uh, you know dropping off at the third stage of a five stage funnel so that that particular so each and every step within itself is a, a goal for us Right. so 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 each each goal is considered as as a step and if, right. uh, so how we generally target these users uh, at different levels of drop offs is that we create uh, we capture the data in that particular point of time and we try to make sure that uh, which uh, segment the user belongs to right. and and then target them with the right kind of communication mm-hmm. and uh, webengage uh, as i was mentioning webengage gives us the uh, probability to understand uh, to create these kind of journeys right uh, so so i can't even uh, now say that how how many times a user would be targeted uh, but we we put a, a maximum threshold of two or three no- notifications or communications across the different uh, channels like uh, browser or uh, desktop or mobile browser or mobile application right so so now uh, probably a, a first time user might receive uh, no notifications altogether if if the user is directly coming and making a transaction right. but if the user drops off at a search stage then he'll go into a search abundant stage mm-hmm. and if he is if he is using the english version of the app and uh, he belongs to kuwait geography so he would mm-hmm. be considered as uh, and one particular domain and if the user searched searched uh, a particular a european uh, destination so european destination english user who belongs to kuwait abandoned at search will get a different communication compared to a uh, indian destination searched user who is using an arabic version mm-hmm. and uh, belonging to a uae uh, geography so so different jo- uh, journeys are created for different types of users right so so a particular user at a, at a daily level might uh, mm-hmm. get about two notifications at max because of the frequency capping but uh, i can't say what kind of notifications the user might get because it all depends on what segment the user belongs to or what journey the user has happened to fall in right 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 uh, understood understood so uh, what are the key differentiators of your product uh, as compared to your uh, regular competitors uh yeah th- there are multiple uh, ways we try to differentiate ourselves because uh, we Uh, if if we want to create loyalty from the customer we have to be very loyal and we have to be care being empathetic for the user so we try to uh, write down all kinds of anxieties a typical traveler might go through while doing a booking process mm-hmm. for example uh, if we consider the price lock feature so we have understood that the user might be more concerned about a fluctuating price so we have created price lock there's something called a cancellation protection so all the non refundable uh flights mm-hmm. uh, uh they are protected under cancellation protection and they will be given uh, 80% of refunds so cert- certain eligible flights so this is another uh, anxiety a user might be facing saying that okay, right. what if i booked the wrong flight or uh, my date date of uh, departure has shifted 
so they will get this uh, we assure that they get these 80% of the rewards without any questions asked so all our product features and everything is try to uh, understand the customer mm-hmm. and if you see i don't think any other pers- any other uh, company is doing these kind of uh, add on services mm-hmm. uh, to the customers at least in the middle eastern market right so so uh, the, the, and again uh, everybody is acting as a booking engine not everybody uh, is trying to become a, you know they are trying to solve their uh, explore destination kind of a feature where the user can learn about the next holiday destination mm-hmm. or, or they can nobody is uh, working on anything like a uh, itinerary planner where where for example uh, if there is a google report which published in 2016 saying that uh, a user might be searching making about 4000 searches uh, before planning their uh, trip that means that the user needs a lot of data uh, and valuable relevant data for the particular uh, trip planning Right. And 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 also uh, even Google is trying to do that uh, with their My Trips feature, uh, but but the point is Google is also a little bit fragmented uh, when it comes to uh, you know stitching all these uh, kind of services together because right. Google is essentially an ad company which will redirect to one of the OTAs like us. Right. So we thought, uh, what why don't we uh, try to understand uh, and create this kind of a product which stitches together all these kind of services which the users really want. Right. And when we launched this destination explorer, uh, which is the stage one uh, yeah. of uh, of, a, of, a, of a trip planning feature, the stage two would be worked in the next to next quarter, where yeah. the user should be probably able to create a tentative itinerary, and with a with a click of a button, they should be able to uh, make their flight and uh, hotel bookings. So that's the vision of the product. Probably yeah. will start with something smaller and uh, reach that level right. soon. so so i do i think the entire vision of the company is not just to be as a booking engine but yeah. but solve the real real time problems and reduce the anxieties of a uh, you know real uh, traveler mm-hmm. uh, especially a middle eastern traveler mm-hmm. where the global brands are not focusing yet mm-hmm. right so what has been your main channels of acquisition user acquisition as so far uh for the website uh, display and uh, you know search engine um, marketing was the major one mm-hmm. uh, google adwords uh, but with respect to uh, mobile application google usc campaigns mm-hmm. and uh, and and uh, mweb as a channel of redirecting their traffic or hijacking uh, mweb's traffic to us because we have about uh, about about almost like half a million uh, traffic coming only on mweb and we wanted to leverage on that so we have mm-hmm. figured out multiple ways of you know making sure after they make a trans- transaction or a session on mweb they they might end up uh making a uh, mobile app download as well uh, that's the organic way of uh, uh source which we are looking at and uh, google usc campaigns are another source for mobile app transactions mm-hmm. and recently we have onboarded uh, retargeting uh, platforms like visory and uh, critio Mm-hmm. they are also uh, performing very well to us because mm-hmm. uh, while at one end the affiliate markets and the uh, google usc campaigns are giving us new installs and uh, uh, webengage is trying helping us in you know retargeting the users who who are dropping off at different levels and uh, critio and visory kind of uh, retargeting platforms are retargeting the users who have uninstalled the app or who might have got churned out Uh, across these social media platforms and other uh, uh, sources so so now uh, we are currently trying to get more volume of new users because uh, uh, our retention has uh, in- increased to a respectable level mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, as of now with the kind of product we have the ecosystem we have mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so so now we want to look at the we want to increase the growth of uh, the entire product uh, in terms of getting the top of the funnel and also increasing the total number of conversions right so 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 we are trying to get the roi out of each and each acquisition source mm-hmm. so so we are trying to compare the uh, you know uh, lifetime values and the cpa costs uh, across each acquisition source and try to invest in these sources accordingly so okay. probably an affiliate uh, network which might not give us the best quality of uh, top funnel uh, we treat them separately we we uh, use cpa kind of campaigns while usc would be doing cpi kind of campaigns so mm-hmm. there is a different uh, strategy altogether in acquiring new users but majorly google usc campaign has given us more retained users and this affiliate network uh, users have given us more uh, you know daily active users so who are converting higher on a day 0 compared to a, compared to your day 20 or day 30 but whereas google uh, usc campaigns give us gives us uh, retained retained users who might mm-hmm. as well make transactions you know on, on a day 30 as well right Right. So you mentioned about uh, diverting the web users to your mobile applications and uh, asking them to download your mobile app. So how many users you actually convert by using this technique? We get about uh, roughly five percent of new users uh, from this source mm-hmm. from this channel. Uh, we feel that it is actually very quite low. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sometimes what happens is uh, a user uh, who is landing on web via an ad. might as well download our application right. uh, so 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 there was a lot of attribution uh, confusion we had a while ago now we have integrated branch and mm-hmm. we try now we have proper attribution at place and uh, then we figured out that at least at least 5% of the u- new users coming are uh, through mweb uh, sources but right. but uh, we feel that's actually quite low uh, given mm-hmm. that uh, we get almost like half a million of uh, uh, new users on a monthly level to mm-hmm. mweb Uh, i think we need to figure out uh, more uh, techniques for example currently there would be a smart banner available on the home page of our uh, mobile browser mm-hmm. and uh, whenever a user successfully makes a booking we ask them to uh, we we say that okay uh, now that you have booked successfully on mobile browser why don't you keep the app handy so that your uh, bookings and everything would be synced in and and you can uh, you can get the trip alerts as well because uh, Uh, so so we also provide this feature where we would be giving them uh, alerts regarding their trips so we don't leave the users uh, right after the booking we we still uh, hang on to them and provide them as long as we can help them uh, by providing trip alerts flight changes schedule changes or uh, e- even in their uh, if they are in airports we try to give them uh, any delays in the departures and uh, baggage belts where exactly their luggage is dropped off after the landing in the destination so, so we we trying to hook the users as long as possible so uh, how do you actually measure the cltv the customer lifetime value and what are the methods that you use to predict the cltv so customer lifetime value is something which we have uh, we, we tried to do an year ago which was a straightforward one like how many transactions the users are making uh, and uh, what is the profit margin we get and uh, minus the acquisition costs and discounts and uh, on a, on a yearly level mm-hmm. so for example in a year if a user makes four transactions what is the profit margin we get uh, from these uh, four transactions and uh, minus the acquisition cost on an average uh, per user 
minus the discounts across these four transactions per year. So, so this is something which we look at an yearly level because travel is uh, that kind of a product where the customers might not, you know, make a transaction every every day or uh, once in two weeks probably. Uh, on an average, they make uh, a transaction once in six weeks to twelve weeks. So. This is something which we have looked in, but then we have realized that we got a lot of uh, various types of uh, uh, margins and profits, where there are a lot of other parameters like uh, you know refunds, which we get, uh, reissues, the performance-linked bonuses from the airlines, hotels, and uh, we have integrated a lot of add-on services. So what happened is, a year ago we had uh, a different version of our product, different types of add-on services. Now we have a better performing product. Uh, better add-on services. Mm-hmm. So, in order to calculate the customer lifetime value now, uh, we thought of uh, you know integrating the future earnings as well, mm-hmm. so that we can spend a little more in acquiring more uh, better uh, quality users. Because uh, the assumption is that after an year, probably mm-hmm. our product will be much more better than current product. So mm-hmm. while we are calculating, uh, you know, predicting the customer lifecycle uh, lifetime value of a user mm-hmm. which we acquire today for the next one year, we should also consider that fact that our product will also be improving, and our discounts will also be decreasing, right. because uh, in the last one year, uh, we, uh, the discount per transaction has reduced from about twenty dollars to about five dollars. So, so even we are working tried trying to under, uh, reduce the discounts further and increase our profit margins. So this gives us a scope uh, to spend uh, even more. Uh, so that's why we want to consider them, and you know we can consider more. We can get more value from a higher quality user. Right. So this is a basic uh, way we look at the uh, lifetime value now. So we are actually currently doing this this uh, activity now, trying to understand the future earnings and improvements uh, right. in product. How how do we account them now so that we can predict a better lifetime value from the other users. Right. So, how frequently do you release the updates for the mobile application? Uh, we generally have uh, two-week sprints. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. Uh, we, we try to keep it as two to three weeks. Once in two to three weeks, we release our updates, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the marketing requirements or a, a product release or a bug fix or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, generally, we end up releasing one uh, release uh, per month. Right. Right. Yeah. Great. So uh, you have already covered how you handle churn at um, Rehlat, right? So I just wanted to ask one thing. How do you actually reactivate the dormant users, the users who are idle, who are not performing any activities on the Rehlat app? So do you have any existing plan for them? Yeah. So what uh, we do is basically, uh, as I mentioned, we collect a lot of data, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is on an aggregate level and on an individual level. Mm-hmm. and the individual level data is not more than you know uh, email id or the device ids so so dormant user can be of two types one is uh, who have uh, for example in the mobile app perspective uh, mm-hmm. they re- retained the application but never opened the application in the past few right. days or past a few weeks mm-hmm. and uh, a few other users are who have completely uninstalled the app Mm-hmm. So, so uh, again, uh, various tools. For example, Web Engage gives us the last uh, action before uninstalling an app or before making an uh, event, which gives us a fair idea that what exactly the user was trying to do, or uh, was it uh, uh, was it a crash, or for example, if the user is unable to uh, complete a uh, complete an objective or a goal, is what exactly led 
that user to become a dormant user and a user who churn right uh, so we try to understand these factors and uh, uh, typically for example if a user uh, has uninstalled the application uh, mm-hmm. we can't we can't uh, push notifications or in app mm-hmm. we can't do in app notifications or nothing like that so we are only left with very limited set of uh, uh, communication channels like email mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the second set is that uh, we try to retarget them using uh, uh, different uh, tools like tritio or visory based on the email ids they have provided to us so we can uh, retarget them so even while retargeting them what we do is that we try to uh, create the segments again try to understand uh, different types of users uh, for example uh, if the user uh, if we understand that the tentative or an approximate reason for the user to uninstall the app is price related mm-hmm. we send a uh, an email or a retargeting ad we try to display to them uh, based on some kind of discount if okay. if for example uh, the user just after making a transaction the user has no use of our application mm-hmm. and that's the reason the user has uh, left our application or uninstalled the application we try to send a, a price plus brand awareness kind of a uh, email and an ad Right. and uh, if, if the user has uh, left us because of a disappointment or a delay in the flight uh, or a, or a transaction error or something like that we try to increase the uh, communicate them re- regarding a trust related factor or uh, we will also mention that our product has improved uh, there is a latest feature so we try to connect with them with one or the other reason which might help them right. so 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 and uh, generally we try to get the feedback from the users as well uh, mm-hmm. send an email for uh, for all those users saying that okay uh, if we have understood that about 100 users have uninstalled application today right away we try to send the notification or uh, email actually uh, asking the feedback uh, what was the exact reason although they so the conversion rate is really nice uh, for that kind of emails but still we get about 1 1% or 0.5% of responses uh, right. which which could be an indicator of what is the disappointment about why exactly they have uninstalled the app mm-hmm. so so we send these emails and we display these ads across different social media networks that's one way second way is uh, try not to make sure the new users we which we are uh, acquiring uh, go into a dormant state Uh, so in order to do that we try to uh, we are trying to improve the entire platform for example mm-hmm. we are giving them enough reasons to retain our application right. for example uh, cabs is a feature which they can use on a day to day basis uh, explore destination and trip planning probably they can uh, use once in a while to plan their trips right. uh, and uh, rewards is a platform which we will reward them if they retain and you know uh, exchange their points and they, they come again and again in order to check the latest rewards They, uh, which are placed so so what we are doing is we are trying to uh, pacify the user who went to a dormant state or a churn mm-hmm. state and trying to retain the existing users with a better product mm-hmm. so so both at communication level and also at a product level we are trying to improve and there is a lot of scope to improve still right 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 so uh, uh, from our con- conversation what i was able to glean is there there are few uh, channels of uh, user engagement which you actually have at trailer that is push notification uh, sms and emails are there any right. other channels which you use at to engage with the users the other channels are these re engagement channels mm-hmm. uh, once we get a lot of uh, top of the funnel uh, you know installs or visits uh, and then there are drop offs 
uh, one way is using this push notifications and emails and uh, in app notifications to reengage them the other way is to reengage them on different platform different websites or social media platforms where they frequently visit so visory and critio and other affiliate networks who do uh, retargeting these are other people who are actually giving us good number of conversions recently we haven't tried them last year at this point of time but uh, for the past 3 4 months uh, these retargeting channels are giving us tremendous results and good part is that they are attributed properly uh, with with a with a, a branch we can attribute the source of install and the acquisition sources and which again is uh, fed to webengage and we can create those kind of segments uh, based on the acquisition source on webengage and create uh, different types of journeys there so uh, the, the entire system is in such a way that uh, we would be able to understand which source is giving us what kind of return which source is engaging uh, at a, at a good level what kind of users we are acquiring so there there is a lot of uh, data which would be able to you know the metrics actually which will be giving some kind of uh, uh understanding about what exactly we are uh, acquiring and how exactly we are acquiring what exactly these people are doing okay understood understood so uh, w- what could be the major reason for user churn at relat so you have a tons of features and tons of things to engage with the users right so i, I just i'm just trying right. to understand the major major reason which you uh, come across uh, for the user churn so uh, previously uh when we were sending these notifications uh, in bulk uh, to different kinds of users based on only very few attributes creating very few segments uh which only ended up in uh, you know sending irrelevant notifications or irrelevant communication so that was one reason uh, where the retention was far lesser than a year ago uh so that was one reason even now uh, probably the wrong communication or uh, you know coupon code or something like that which is not working for them due to some issue or uh, because now we try to make sure that everything works properly but if there is a tech error or there is a crash that definitely uh, could att- could be attributed to its churn the other reason is that letting the user going into a dormant state uh, so one is after the user you know uh, makes a booking uh, and uh, completes the destination uh, you know reaches the destination and enjoys the trip and come uh, back to their hometown we need to appreciate the fact that there will be a proper delay uh, of x number of days depending on the user type if the user is a business travel or a traveler or a holiday traveler or visiting home we previously never used to consider these kind of attributes and used to communicate them on on a very regular basis mm-hmm. uh, now now we make sure that certain user segments we don't touch them for two weeks or three weeks after they travel so making sure that we are not we are not basically uh, bombarding them with the communication because although that could be a relevant or a very good offer to the user but that's not that's of no use to the user because the user has recently traveled and did not make any search for the future travel so instead of focusing on uh, you know uh, asking uh, showing bombarding them with a uh, coupon code or offer or a discount or a bank offer what we do is that we would make sure that the user makes a search for the next trip Mm-hmm. Or, or the or the user uh, is engaged in a different service previously we were not doing that and these are the reasons where it led to churn and these are the actions which we are taking now where we tr- we don't bombard the users we try to engage them with different services which can be used on a regular basis mm-hmm. so 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 the churn has reduced 
but uh, but obviously everything every uh, engaged user might not give us a flight booking or a hotel booking right. but at least we are making sure that they are not going into a dormant state right. and we are not bombarding them with a lot of communication right right and what has been the successful channel of uh, engagement for you uh the successful channel i think push notifications contribute us uh, via web engaged journeys contribute about to about 10 to 12 percentage of our uh, daily transactions uh, emails are about 23 percent uh, but uh, the the retargeting uh, platforms which i mentioned through affiliates like visory and platforms like riotio they 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 are giving uh, very good uh, reengagement conversions actually right. about about 15 15 to 20 percent of our uh, uh daily transactions are attributed to these retargeting platforms right so understanding only on the product uh, end of it what are the key growth metrics that you actually uh, measure uh so with respect to the product side you mean or the marketing side uh no only to the product side the key metrics which we would be looking at is trying to understand uh how many people are uh, crossing each funnel each stage of the funnel at different levels Mm-hmm. and uh, are they using different types of features or not for example if we release a, a price lock kind of a feature that's based on certain kind of hypothesis so we try to make sure that uh, is it working properly or not how many uh, unique users are uh, using it how many unique users have attributed to it how many on a, on a monthly level uh, how many users are making a search uh, event how, how many users are adopting a service how many users who were initially flight uh, users how are they transformed into hotel users this is these are some kind of metrics which we would be looking at at a daily level with respect to the product side uh, with respect to the marketing side then again we will try to understand how are the marketing activities the journeys and the campaigns running uh, on web engage on social media platforms google us so that's other level of metrics we would be looking at right right true 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 so uh, uh, being the product guy how do you ensure that uh, the challenges faced by the product teams are uh, understood completely by the marketing and the sales teams uh, yeah right that's a good question actually because the marketing team needs uh, the features or reasons to communicate to the user and uh, the reasons or the features which we want to develop would take time right uh, so, so so what we do is that uh, we come up with the entire uh, product roadmap keeping every stakeholder uh, in the loop so whenever we we uh, create a list of product features which needs to be developed for the next uh, two year two months mm-hmm. uh, or the next one and a half month what we ask is we 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 ask each and every stakeholder from the marketing department design operations and the support and development team sit together and uh, ask them uh, what exactly they want for the next couple of months so then we list down all all the requirements of these marketing team and not just marketing team every other team also mm-hmm. and then we try we try to uh, quantify these needs in terms of some, uh, revenue terms mm-hmm. for example if if we create a, this kind of a feature for you or if if we create a dashboard which shows these kind of uh, reports for you mm-hmm. what what additional uh, impact which would this bring to the table so for example if i say that a price lock kind of a feature will give $1000 per day revenue on a daily basis mm-hmm. and if i if we create a report for you uh, or if, if we create uh, a new landing page for uh, mobile app promotion for marketing and uh, that gives us uh, additional transactions of one transaction per day 
which which is which is like only two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars of additional revenue, and the margins are lesser. So so we're trying to quantify uh, all these needs and requirements in terms of revenue or some kind of metric which we want to see for that particular quarter or for that particular uh, uh, length of period, and try to communicate the same with them. For example, if these are the ten things which uh 10 different departments would need and uh, probably we'll pick five because the bandwidth is there only for five and uh, the the highest impacting uh, features will be worked upon uh, because everybody were in the discussion uh, they will listen to it uh, but then uh, all of a sudden for example uh, a, a, the marketing calendar says that uh, there is an uh, festival season that is coming in or, or there is a uh, season, uh, travel season that is coming in like mm-hmm. like november december or may june times where there is ramadan happening so that times uh, we can't really do anything because uh, as a brand we have to uh, listen to the marketing team at least during these calendar events because uh, when we are saying that we are customizing the product or localizing the product we have to listen to marketing team as well we take their uh, uh, things on priority for example last year uh, during the ramadan time we had done karam days where every day Uh, the users are engaged on a different level uh, for example they play a game or they answer question and they would be rewarded karam points uh, this this was exclusively uh, a marketing related uh, feature that we had to provide so it, after the 30 days of uh, ramadan uh, they can convert their karam points accrued across this 30 days into karam plus points which is equal to money real money so and and each user would be getting a different scratch card kind of a thing where they'll get uh, they'll uh, get to know their percentage of conversion from karam points to karam plus points right. so this was this was completely about a marketing engagement activity and uh, the product team has to work on it mm-hmm. because because the entire communication should be done and then it has actually brought in lot of uh, traffic also so so although although we couldn't quantify that because we have never done that kind of an activity earlier so we couldn't quantify what would be the footfalls or what would be the conversion how much burn how much of money we would be spending in this conversion mm-hmm. so 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 certain times we need to uh, go along with the marketing team as well which were trying to manage properly so uh, what are elats uh, future plans in terms of growth are you guys going to launch the same features for india also or for other countries our idea is to first uh, become dominant player in the middle east market mm-hmm. uh, currently we are the top uh, number one ota in the uh, kuwait market mm-hmm. uh, we want to become the market leaders even in uae and sa mm-hmm. saudi arabia and uh, that is one way and we are taking a mobile first approach mobile app first approach actually so we would be investing hugely in acquiring the top of the funnel mm-hmm. and and then uh, uh, working on a different kind of add on features where we get more uh, margins and and completely uh, bring the trip planning feature from version 1 to version 10 or version 5 in the next 3 to 4 years mm-hmm. and, and make relat as one stop solution and uh, we probably will we will not be launching uh, relat in india for sure uh, because uh, the obvious reasons there are already market uh, leaders here and the market is uh, you know it is uh, solidifying here and consolidating uh so 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 we want to be in middle east and then expand within middle east itself so currently we are kuwait saudi and uae mm-hmm. we want to become the market leaders there and then expand to bahrain or oman kind of uh, countries 
within the middle east amazing amazing so uh, that brings us to the close of the podcast there is one a fun segment which we um, have at engage cast mm-hmm. there is rapid fire segment we ask you a question and you answer whatever the first thing comes into your mind uh sure sure that's fun so let's start sure sure please top 3 product digital products you can't live without uh uber uh google search and thirdly uh whatsapp okay and uh, the second question so the last book which you have read uh it's uh, the god's debris it's about uh, the god actually okay the last toughest uh, product challenge which you uh, have faced in your life uh trying to come up with acquisition based uh, customer lifetime value uh, prediction okay any suggestions for the upcoming marketers uh i think uh, the the old uh, traditional ways of communicating to the users is uh, almost expiring and uh, when you know the machine learning is a very nice tool to invest some time in where we so i i'm pretty sure that everybody would be collecting a lot of data but uh, but uh, if they if they can implement machine learning techniques probably they'll get uh, more insights out of it which which you can't do on an excel or uh, a, a spss kind of a tool because uh, so that's what i want to say uh, that marketers don't uh, completely rely on the uh, historic techniques mm-hmm. you might have to uh, come up with new tactics and techniques and try to understand the local market be data driven uh, uh data driven based marketing would always help and would always make sure that your roi is huge mm-hmm. and uh, it is the marketing dollar spent would always result in uh, some kind of fruitful uh, returns if you if it is a data driven approach right data driven that the word for the listeners out there yeah yeah the last question of this podcast if technology is taken away from you for a day then how would you spend your day without the help of technology uh probably i would uh, sit under a tree reading a book okay great great a real book not a candle <laughs> okay great thank you so much avinash thank you for being a such a nice guest and we got a lot of insights from you thank you thank you for being here uh, thanks ashna thanks uh, uh, webengage and engage cast for uh, hosting me here thanks thank a lot this is the first experience and i uh, absolutely loved it Thank you so much Abhinash. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a nice day. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the chat with Abhinash. We are welcome to any suggestion, feedback or opinion. You can write to us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram at webengage. We will be back with another exciting episode pretty soon. Till then, keep supporting us. See you soon. Bye-bye.